This is the FCB Podcast Network. They freed us all from tyranny. We stand for things for liberty. And they fought so we would be America, land of the Welcome back to the Growing Patriot Podcast, American History for Kids. I'm your host, Amelia Hamilton. We've been talking about what the Bill of Rights means, what it does, and why it was created, but let's get in and talk about what rights it actually protects. First up, of course, is the First Amendment. The First Amendment does quite a few things, but one of those is it protects religious expression in America. What it says is, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So the government will not make an official religion for the country and it will make sure that people can exercise their religion freely. Now let's get some questions from Harper and then we're having a great expert on to answer them who just happens to be Harper's dad. I think that's our first father-daughter duo that we've had on the show. It's pretty exciting. First up, here's Harper. Harper, I'm 12. I'm in sixth grade. I'm from Chicago and I live in Michigan. I like Harry Potter and dance. What does religious freedom mean? Why did the founders want to protect religious freedom? Why did the founders not want Congress to make a law establishing a religion? Why is it important to learn and understand different religion and their practices even if we don't personally follow them? Can you give an example of a time when someone's religious freedom was not respected? Are there any limitations to religious freedom? Those are some great questions from Harper. Now let's get her dad, Eric, in here to answer them. My name is Eric Cohn. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Acton Institute for the Study of Religion and Liberty. Uh, We're a think tank whose mission is to promote a free and virtuous society characterized by individual liberty and sustained by religious principles. And that's why you're such a good guest for today is because we are talking about that intersection of religion and liberty. So to go into the excellent questions we got from your daughter, Um, Let's just kick off with the big question. What does religious freedom mean? In the United States, it's protected under the First Amendment to the Constitution, uh, which begins that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting its free exercise thereof. Uh, So this is, again, one of the first freedoms that is enshrined into the Bill of Rights. So you get freedom of speech in the First Amendment. You also get freedom of religion, uh, the idea being that uh, people who started coming to the Americas, going back as far as the pilgrims, were people who were seeking the freedom to live out their religious beliefs freely. Uh, Many of them came from countries where there was an official state religion, and in many cases that didn't conform with their own religious beliefs. They were seeking a place where they could believe what they believe, and act accordingly. Uh, So the First Amendment to the Constitution enshrines a protection not only for them to practice their religion as they see fit, 
uh, but also prohibiting the federal government from ever establishing a state religion, which again, so many of them were fleeing from that kind of oppression and what it created in Europe, if you go study European history, uh, was a lot of wars, a lot of people who took the ideas of the mind and then put them to the sword. Uh, and our founders very much wanted to get away from that history uh, that they and their ancestors had experienced and give people the freedom to operate uh, within their religious beliefs as they saw fit. Yes. And one thing I love about how it's worded in the Bill of Rights is that it's not just freedom of religion, but it's freedom of religious expression. You don't have to to hide what you believe. You can you can be openly religious and express that. So I and, always feel like that's and make decisions and uh, operate in society based on all of that. I mean, we get a lot of concern now about the role of religion in the public sphere. And uh, I've always liked uh, William F. Buckley's phrasing on this is that uh, when it comes to government politics, those kinds of things, my faith informs my views. It doesn't mm -hmm. dictate my uh, my political outcomes, but it informs where I'm coming from in approaching those kinds of questions. And that is a way of uh, expressing those beliefs in the public space. Yes, absolutely. We talked a little bit about why the founders wanted to protect religious freedom and religious freedom of religious expression. Um, you know, and that's something we've talked about on the podcast a lot too, that when people came here, they were fleeing a lot of oppression and America was somewhere that, that they could be free. So why do you think the founders put it so high up on the list? For so many people who had already come to the Americas, <clears throat> that was the major reason that they were leaving where they were leaving. Um, you can go back as far again as the pilgrims, uh, the Puritans, people who wanted to find a place where they could live the way that they wanted to live, which in most cases was dictated not by economic interests um, or you know, kind of secular motivations as we would understand them today, but by a sincerely held faith uh, and a desire to live amongst people who were also practicing that faith and living in accordance with that faith. Um, so it was very much top of mind for the founders, which is one of the reasons why you see it again, the First Amendment to the Constitution. Like this is one of the first things that we want to get out of the way is a clear understanding of uh, a freedom of speech, uh, which I think is also clearly tied toward uh, to the idea of religious expression, right? Um, the reason that you put the negative limitation on governments, Congress shall make no law establishing a religion in this country, uh, as well as the uh, freedom of religious expression. Uh, it's tied directly to freedom of speech. There's the ability to be able to say what you believe to be true and not have to censor yourself because the state has decided that this religion or that religion is the official one that everybody uh, must abide by. Absolutely. So. I think a lot of the misunderstandings that people have about religious freedom or the, you know, when people argue that we shouldn't have quite as much as we do, um, is a misunderstanding of different religions. And that's something that, that Harper kind of touched on in her question about why is it so important to understand other religions, even if it's different from the one we practice or we don't practice any at all? I think it's important for us to be educated people. Um, so we live in a pluralist society. Uh, we live in one, again, that has provided not just for the freedom of religion for people like me who are Catholics or who are Protestants, uh, but 
people of all kinds of different religious faiths and traditions. Um, the better that we understand those, I think we're better off for uh, seeing things that, you know, if you put yourself in the mindset, if, you know, if you're not an atheist or an agnostic and you put yourself in that mindset for a minute, you know, you can understand, I'm, as I mentioned a moment ago, I'm a Catholic, um, there's a lot of ritual there. And you can understand how people could look at that and go, wow, that is really weird. Like a lot of the things they do seem very strange. Um, but as I've often told people, if you want to understand why the Catholics do anything that they do, baby, we wrote it down. Like it has been written down over thousands of years. So there is a way to understand why is it this way? Why is it being done that way? So I think uh, on one hand, it does build uh, a better sense of understanding of what other people practice and how they practice their faith, how they live it out in their daily lives. I think we benefit from that. Um, but I think there's also something to be said for, uh, again, allowing the space for people to live the way that they want to live. Um, and if we don't understand that, that's also okay too. We don't have to have a deep understanding of everybody's you know, uh, seemingly idiosyncratic way of living their lives. Um, but what we wanted to promote and what I think the First Amendment and the culture that exists around the First Amendment wants to promote is the idea of uh, toleration. That you don't have to like, you don't have to endorse, you don't have to accept yourself other people's faiths, but we give them the space for them to be able to live it out uh, in public in the way that they see fit. So in talking about the way that people do see fit, um, are there any limitations on the freedom of religious expression? There are, if you go through the history of Supreme Court rulings, for sure. <clears throat> there have been a number of uh, limitations on religious expression. Um, and a lot of these are still in debate. Uh, there are a lot of questions about uh, in what ways people who are engaged in business in the marketplace can have their faith represented in the business that they run. Um, there are uh, a number of cases in the history of uh, American jurisprudence <clears throat> that have placed some kinds of limitations on what people can do. Um, there are debates still about the establishment clause, that part of the First Amendment that we talked about a few minutes ago that uh, regarding the establishment of religion. Okay, well, what does that mean? Uh, does that mean that if you have any kind of public organization or public event where a prayer is offered? Is that an endorsement of that religion? Um, I would argue no, that it's not. Uh, but this is one of the things that's been fought over uh, over years uh, and litigated by a whole lot of uh, different people, often rising to the level of Supreme Court. So um, I think the way that this is often misunderstood by people, uh, we often talk about a freedom of religion, and I think it is misunderstood by some people uh, in connection with that establishment clause that Congress uh, shall make no law regarding the establishment of religion. It's heard by them and felt by them as a freedom from religion, uh, which I do think is a misunderstanding. Um, you, There's a lot of things in this life uh, that we, if we had our druthers, would want to be entirely free from. Um, but that's just not the way that it works. So this is, again, coming back to the point from a moment ago, why this idea of toleration is so important, that even if we don't practice and live certain ways ourselves, we grant the space for other people in this country 
to be able to live and practice the way that they see fit, as long as they're, and this is the key part, not infringing on the rights of other people. So as long as you are not uh, pressing your beliefs onto other people, forcing them to adopt them or act in accordance if those people don't have the right uh, the right of exit, the ability to get mm -hmm. out if they don't want to live in that environment, um, as long as you're not doing that, then I think you're living in accordance not only with the law as set down by the First Amendment, but the culture that they sought to promote with the First Amendment. Yes, and really that's something that um, with every amendment, your rights are absolutely protected unless you're infringing on someone else's rights. So that's kind of this, as far as it goes, but and another point I think is important, too, is to remember that, you know, in the Bill of Rights is placing limitations on what the government can do. Mm -hmm. uh, it is we, we hear this a lot when it comes to freedom of speech, uh, just to pick another part of the First Amendment there, that people will uh, say things are a First Amendment problem that are have that are culturally freedom of speech problems, but they aren't the uh, the government telling you what you can and cannot say. Um, so I think that's an important part to recognize as well, that the limitations here uh, in terms of what cannot be done are placed in the Bill of Rights on the government. Uh, so I think we should do, do well to recognize that that was done for a reason. Yep, what we've said before on the show is that it's not a permission slip for the people, it's a restraining order for the government. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. All right, Harper's last question was a really good one. And that is, what is an example of a time when religious expression was not respected? So an example, and this is was recently a case that was before the Supreme Court, has to do with uh, a man in Colorado who owns a bake shop. Uh, they make cakes. And somebody came in there wanting to purchase uh, a cake with a message on it that went against uh, the owners, this guy Jack Phillips. Uh, his religious beliefs and he didn't want to make the cake he was more than happy to sell any cake off the shelf to anybody who wanted to buy it um, but this was somebody wanting him to make a very specific cake with a very specific message that went against his religious beliefs and he had to take that all the way to the supreme court uh, in order to protect his right um, to be able to operate his business in accordance with his religious beliefs. So I think here's an example where there were people who wanted somebody to do something that they really didn't want to do and then sought to have the state of Colorado force them to do that in violation of their sincerely held religious beliefs. Um, so that's one example of somebody who has had to fight to vindicate their rights under the First Amendment. Um, and he was successful in doing that. And I think the important message to take away is, especially in an incredible country like the United States of America, where, you know, I am here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and there have to be at least a dozen different places that I can go mm -hmm. to get a cake made. Um, there are plenty of people that you will find who are willing to do uh, probably make whatever product you want them to make, make a cake with whatever message you want on it. The idea of protecting religious freedom and people's freedom to live their life in accordance with their religious beliefs, uh, make sure it makes sure that you don't force somebody to do something that they think is wrong. Uh, and I think that's the in really important part here. It protects people from being 
forced to violate what they sincerely believe, especially when there are other people out there who would be more than happy to do what you're asking. And you know, one thing that we talked about in our, we spoke with um, Judge Don Willett uh, when we were talking about what the judicial branch does. And he was saying that there are times when what he would prefer is not the way that the law works. And yep. you have to go with what the law is. And so even, you know, sometimes we, we might not agree with somebody's beliefs, but it's really important to support their religious freedom. Um, and I, I know that I recently watched, uh, you guys have a, a new documentary out about a man named Jimmy Lai in Hong Kong. And I wanted to ask you just about him because I think that he is kind of a story of what happens when you don't stand up for, for people's rights. Jimmy is. So uh, Jimmy is a man who lives in Hong Kong, uh, which is a city that is now part of China. It used to be a colony of the British Empire. Uh, was handed back to China in 1997. And these were people who lived, uh, Jimmy and other people of Hong Kong, uh, lived a life fairly similar to the kinds of lives that people in the United States live. They had rights. They had uh, rights that were protected. And uh, China has been slowly taking those rights away from the people of Hong Kong. Uh, probably the most important one that's the focus of our film uh, is freedom of the press and freedom of speech. Uh, Jimmy was a newspaper publisher. He had a paper called Apple Daily that was in favor of freedom and democracy. Um, the Chinese government didn't like that and they ended up shutting down his newspaper and arresting him. Uh, but religious expression is also a very important one. Uh, there's not a lot of religious freedom, if any at all, in China. Uh, there was in Hong Kong. And it was really one of the only places uh, in that area where if you were like Jimmy, uh, a practicing Catholic or uh, somebody of any religion, um, Buddhism, Hindu, uh, any uh, Protestant form, if you're Jewish, it didn't matter. You were able to live and practice your religion in Hong Kong. Um, that is, again, another freedom that has kind of been slowly taken away from the people of Hong Kong. And we wanted to draw attention to somebody uh, in Jimmy who is very, very brave and at a cost to his own personal freedom was willing to stand up and say, this isn't right. Uh, people have these rights innately, um, as you know, we say in the United States Constitution, that you know, we're endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. Mm -hmm. um, it is uh, a similar belief that they had that these are naturally our rights and that a government like the Chinese government has no right to take them away. Uh, so we wanted to tell the story of somebody who is being incredibly brave and standing up uh, for the rights, not only to say what you believe to be true, to publish the truth in a newspaper or any other kind of publication, but also to be able to practice your religion in the way that you see fit, like we have protected here in the United States. Yeah, because Jimmy is in prison now. That's correct. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think it's always important to think about those things so that we know that, you know, something that might seem kind of small today, it can be a big deal if you start letting letting your rights get away from you. So it's it's always important to stand up for them. Absolutely. All right. Um, any final words before we wrap up today's episode? I go back to the point that I made earlier, which is I think there are, it, it is popular now to want to dismiss the importance of religious freedom, um, to say that people, you know, in your own house, 
inside the walls of your own church. Uh, you can practice your religion. Um, but there, there's a lot of people who I think don't want it to exist in the public square. And I would just encourage people to really read and understand what is in the First Amendment to the Constitution and the importance, the understanding that our founders had that uh, religion played a very important role um, in their lives and in the view they had of the country that they were founding. I believe it's John Adams who says that uh, the constitution of this country was written for a moral and religious people and is wholly insufficient for any other. They recognized how important um, a sense of faith and religious freedom was to preserving what's really important about this country. So I'd, I'd encourage people to really uh, understand why our founders put that in the First Amendment to the Constitution. It's because they thought it was so incredibly important to who we are as a people. Absolutely. And thank you for helping us understand that today. We really thank you for having it. me. Appreciate it. So there you have it. America does not have a state religion, and everyone is free to follow and express their own religion, as long as it doesn't infringe on someone else's constitutional rights. And we might not always like the way that somebody expresses them, but it is so important to protect those rights, because once rights are gone, they're awfully hard to get back. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Growing Patriots or at growingpatriots.com. They freed us all from tyranny. We stand for things for liberty. And they fought so we would be America, land of the this has been a presentation of the FCB Podcast Network, where real talk lives. Visit us online at fcbpodcasts.com.